Welcome to the Visualize You show. I'm your host, Beth Hewitt, and each week on the show, we'll talk about how you can live, love, and visualize the life and business of your dreams. I'll bring you interviews with inspirational people who have taken that path already so that you can learn the practical skills that will help you to do the same. Let me help you to recognize your self-worth, honor your skills, and become confident being who you are always supposed to be. Now let's get on with the show. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 118 of the Visualize You Show. I'm your host, Beth Hewitt, and I'm excited to be back here delivering a first interview that I've done in a little while. Now, for those of you who've been following me for a while, every single year in August, I do a top 30 episodes of the Visualize You Show from the last 12 months, and I take some time off in September and then come back in October, birthday month, to kick off the next season. So we are now officially into season three. Now, before I share with you today's amazing interview, I wanted to quickly share with you some of the things that are going on right now in my world. So first of all, the other day I was doing some quick fire oracle card readings for myself. You might know that I do oracle card readings for other people. I do three, six and 12 month readings. They are really in-depth and come in a beautiful presentation pack, but I also do some one-to-one 60-minute oracle card readings as well for those of you who prefer those. So anyway, I was doing some quick fire oracle card readings just for myself the other day and the card that kept coming out again and again and again, it must have come out five times in all of these quick fire cards that I was pulling, was the card speeches and speaking. And it really reminded me of how much I love the podcast. I love sharing my story. I love being surrounded by audiences in other people's communities. And so for me, I'm going to be spending a lot more time both doing podcast episodes here on the Visualize You Show and doing more interviews because I really love to do the interviews that I do with other people, bringing you those transformational and inspirational stories. And just last night, actually, I was interviewed for the delicious Ease podcast with Kay Margaret Solerio. Now, Kay Margaret is a mindset strategy, time freedom coach. Her podcast is all about providing bite-sized mindset strategy for overextended women. And if you are looking for practical strategies on how to live your life and work with more time freedom and ease, definitely go check out the Delicious Ease podcast. And I'll be sharing our particular conversation with my audience real soon. And if you have a podcast or you have a community and you would like me to come and speak to your audience about the power of visualization, about finding clarity, about life purpose, about the power of gratitude or anything else you've heard on this show, do feel free to reach out to me at support at visualizeyou.com and we can have that conversation. Now, something else that I've got coming up in the next few weeks is the final Create Your Vision five-day challenge. It's the last one for this year. I've run it. This will be the fourth time that I've run it this year. I've loved every second and meeting so many people who are trying to find clarity and helping them to get that clarity and to find their purpose and to create an action plan, learn how to visualize and to make stuff happen. 
It's been an absolute honor and a privilege to do that this year. And so the very final Create Your Vision challenge is going to be happening later this month. So if you would like to sign up for that, you can go to bethhewitt.com forward slash challenge. And while we're talking about challenges, I will be running the gratitude challenge again, starting on the 1st of December. So we're not too far away from that. So do listen up of how you can take part in the gratitude challenge. So today I am interviewing my friend Eliana Barosco. Now Ellie is an intuitive life coach and as a little girl the world to Ellie was a wonderful playground where she would talk to trees, talk to animals and other beings from other dimensions as if it was just another day at the office. But because of social conditioning and because of bullying Ellie parked her gifts for years and years deciding instead that she needed to conform in order to fit into the normal world, whatever normal is. And the pressure to conform built up so much to the point that in 2012, Ellie became very ill. Now, before I share a little bit more about Ellie, I just want to point out that there are references to depression and suicidal thoughts. So I just wanted to point that out in case that was a trigger for anybody. We don't go into much detail around this, just that there are some subtle references in relation to Ellie's story. After several months, Ellie had an awakening when her spirit guides came to her in the form of light frequencies. She gradually started to reconnect to her truth and she learned to integrate her intuitive abilities back into her life. Ellie says her life's mission now is to help people work with their physical body to amplify their life force by removing detrimental energies and stresses that block the clockwise cycle of creation in the field of perception. Ellie believes anything is possible. I hear you, sister. I believe that fully too. And that the future you desire is just one intuitive choice away. Hi, Ellie. Welcome to the Visualize You show. Thank you for being here. Hi, Beth. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about our conversation today. So I have already introduced you to our listeners, but in your own words, do you just want to share with us how you came to be doing what you're doing in the world today? So hi, everybody. So my name is Ellie and I'm a multidimensional intuitive coach, which sounds like a handful. (laughs) And what it really means is that I help people connect and boost Mm. their intuitive power and really put it to good use in their everyday life. That's really what I do. I started on this journey when I was a little girl because I have memories from when I was three years old of seeing myself, my adult self, living in England, living with people Mm -hmm. in a foreign country, seeing foreign signs posted everywhere people wearing all sorts of weird stuff, double-decker buses. And I remember I was free because my mum and dad were still living together in the old house in in the countryside. And after the age of four, my mum split from my dad. Mm -hmm. But eventually, with peer pressure from everyone around me to try and conform, I, I really turned away from my gifts and my abilities to speak to nature, to speak to beings from other dimensions, because I was being caught as talking to myself most of the time. So as you can imagine, children, the children at school who were very happy to talk about TV programs, cartoons, 
And things alike, they would see me talking to myself. And obviously, I stood out as being very different. So I was constantly bullied Mm. from the age of six when I started school, throughout high school, being different. And I became an introvert through and through. And so I hardly had any friends. And I spent the next 25, 30 years to try and conform. And I went to work in the city after I graduated. I made a six-figure salary. I was going out with groups that now I wouldn't even think of really associating myself with. But at the time, I was worried about being left out, Mm -hmm. of not being wanted for who I really was, that I would just stick with people and and it really didn't matter who they were or what they were doing. And that's really how I saw myself. I saw myself as an outcast who was desperately trying to blend in, desperately trying to fit in. And that all ended in December 2012 because I developed an illness, which was a subclavian DVT. So for the people that don't know what a DVT is, that's a deep vein thrombosis. And it's a block in your, in the vein that sits under your collarbone, which is a very rare form of DVTs. Most Mm -hmm. DVTs happen in your legs or arms. And bearing in mind at that time, I was very active because I was going out all the time. I was working all the time. I was traveling all the time. I was doing sports. I was even competing. And so I thought, how did this happen to me? How on earth? Did I miss all of this? And I quickly became very depressed. Not that I was very happy before because the pressure of conforming and the pressure of fitting in, it just crushed me basically. Mm -hmm. But at that time I hadn't realized it yet. And so I became very depressed to the point that I just contemplated taking my own life. And when you have thoughts like no one's going to miss me, then you know you've reached really rock bottom. And You know, at the time I was signed off from work for three, four months at a time. And also I couldn't move my right arm anymore. So both my workplace and my doctor were sorting out the paperwork to sign me off as disabled, permanent disability. So again, I was literally, reality hit me with like a pile of bricks. And while I'm watching daytime television and Netflix, all of a sudden I'm watching this really cheesy movie and it's called G.I. Jane with mm-hmm. Demi Moore. Yeah. And there's a phrase that comes up in her movie when she's been put through this really grueling, grueling exercises. And the master chief says to her and the other cadets, do you know what the best part of feeling physical pain is? The best part is that it lets you know that you're alive. And throughout the movie, there is always this recurring D.H. Lawrence short poem that says something like, I've never seen a bird or a creature, you know, an animal feeling sorry for itself. A bird will, will fly and will take the last flight, even with the even when the wings are broken, but yeah. it will never feel sorry for itself. And that got me thinking because I thought I can still keep feeling sorry for myself and nothing is changing because I've been feeling sorry for myself for the last four months. My arm isn't getting any better. My life isn't getting any better. And, and I know if I continue on this path, I know where it's going to lead me to my plan B, which is taking my own life. And then I decided then I had a small breakthrough just by watching that movie and, and listening to those scenes. And then I had another breakthrough. Because I thought, let's start doing something different. Let's start doing some meditation. And I'd never done any meditation in my whole life. So for me, it was an alien concept. 
So I picked a video of YouTube mm-hmm. and I started doing some meditation and something amazing really happened. I had this out of body experience. I saw myself as my younger self. I think I was maybe 20 years younger. Mm-hmm. And I saw this beautiful light come out of my body, expand beyond the body. And I knew when I had this image, when I had this vision, that it was the real me. Because I felt so happy in that vision, so fulfilled. And then I saw this dark light coming towards my light, crashing it back into my body. And all of a sudden that light disappeared. The light within me completely disappeared. And here I am, my younger self, standing there at a loss, not knowing what to do, feeling like a zombie. So it took me weeks to make sense of that vision. But I realized then, through another meditation, that I had stifled my own growth. I had stifled my own expansion and I had stifled my true self. And then that's when I decided to start changing the course of my life gradually. Hey listener, how would you like to spend a whole 30 days with me learning how to bring more positivity into your life? In the 30-day gratitude journey experience, you remember who you are, you recognize your superpowers, identify your zone of genius, and create a vision for your life and business that you'll be so excited to make a reality. To find out more, head to bethhewitt.com forward slash gratitude. I think that part for a lot of people is a hard pill to take when we have to take responsibility for the fact that our own thoughts or the way that we've been living our life has been the thing that has led us where we've got to. I think for some people that's difficult. And I remember, because I had a crash about the same time as you, I think mine was like 2013. And I remember going to work every day and I didn't want to be going to work. I was depressed. I was anxious. I didn't want to be there anymore. But all of the thoughts I was thinking were, I need to get out of this situation I don't want to be here I want to be doing something else and so that was just getting me in a deeper state where actually the universe was responding by then removing me from that situation by making me physically ill and unable to get to work anymore and get myself out of bed and spiraling out of control but I think that's the bit where we realize and recognize that we are responsible for how we show up and what we're thinking and what our language is and what we're doing on a daily basis. But for for some people, that's a difficult pill to swallow, especially when you're in the throes of that darkness. What do you think allowed you to make that switch? Oh, as you said, Beth, it was Mm -hmm. not an easy pill to swallow at all. Even when I contemplated that switch and I thought oh I wonder if maybe I had stifled my own existence I wonder if I consented to have that existence because I firmly believe that the whole cosmos the whole marvel that we call our life the experience that we have in this Mm -hmm. life is all about consenting to various experiences consenting to meeting people to consenting to being in places that consenting to go into certain events consenting to surrounding ourselves with certain things that you know for better or worse will change us to the Mm -hmm. core but it wasn't an easy thing to swallow and it took me a lot of inner work and inner soul searching to understand given the circumstances given the family that I came from given the space where I was born and raised 
I ultimately was doing the best that I could at the time. And I couldn't have done anything else with the information that I had at the time. Mm -hmm. So I stopped blaming myself because I realized that for the next 20, 30 years since being a child and obviously through adulthood, all I had done is blaming myself for not being the person that everybody expected me to. So I had taken it upon myself to to really sort of conform out of blame. So it, it took a lot of acceptance on my part. I think that's the other part is, so the blame part or the shame part is, I think sometimes people who are maybe against manifesting or the law of attraction, it's almost as if they feel as though if they haven't got the things that they want, it's because they don't deserve to have it. And it's not about blame. It's not about shame. It's not about any of that. It's just about being intentional about what we do want and how we move forward from that point forward. It's certainly not about deserving any of that. And anybody can change their life at, at any point. And intention is a very powerful thing. Many people underestimate the power of intention because the one thing I know was recurring as a thought, as I believe, through my adult years of growing into the woman that I became to be working in the city, living the life in the fast lane, was that I, my life wasn't moving forward. That was a recurring thought and a recurring belief. So when I was looking at other people in my field of business, moving on, going for job interviews to competitors or mm-hmm. in the same organization that I was working in and getting better jobs, getting paid, moving to new relationships in their private life, getting married, having children, moving homes, moving country. I was always looking at them as the grass is always greener on the other side, whereas I was stuck in the same job, yeah. not having a permanent relationship, not having any children. So I see now that their recurring belief, that recurring thought was always about not moving forward. So when I actually manifested a DBT under my collarbone, which is actually a block because from an energetic standpoint, the blood is about the direction of your life is moving forward, is that flow, Uh exactly. uh So I had stopped that flow with my belief system of my life not moving forward. So when that came about, obviously it took me a while to realize that, but I thought, wow, would you look at that? That's exactly what I've been thinking and believing for the past 20 years. And here it is handed to me on a silver plate. Here's what you believed. And I'm showing it to you in your 3D reality, which is your body, because that's the closest field of perception of reality. It's a physical body. And it, it, it happens all of the time, experience that. And I'm really passionate today about not letting people to get to that point. But I do feel almost the biggest transformations can come, unfortunately, have to come from when the body manifests something and it becomes more powerful. But in an ideal world, we'd want to support people to realize that before they get to that point. So it's a bit of a double-edged kind of situation, isn't it? But yeah, it, it manifests and then we have to make that change because we don't really have another choice, do we? Otherwise we become firmly stuck. So I think that's really interesting. That happens and that is a physical manifestation of the thoughts that we've been having. And it's also a matter of sort of 
understanding that we are beings of expression and we are Uh beings that will constantly grow. So by allowing the possibility that we can grow into a better version of ourselves tomorrow or in the next two hours or in the next three hours or in the next month, we can also invite in our own reality field the possibility that perhaps we don't have to go through that experience. We don't have to go to that place. We don't have to meet those people. Because again, we allow the possibility that maybe we don't have to have that experience that potentially is going to be detrimental for us. Uh And again, it's not about saying this is right or wrong, because again, my right or wrong may be different from your right or wrong. And we all have experiences in our lives because that's how we grow for good or bad as they might be. But the question is, if we want to get to a destination, do we want to do it within 10 hops in 10 stages or can we do it in five stages? Because if I'm being presented with a knife, with someone with a knife, obviously I'm not going to shake hands with them. (laughs) I'm going to naturally sense that person has got a hostile character or hostile intentions and I'm going to walk away Uh and possibly call the police. But there are other subtle energies like meeting someone or surrounding yourself with certain objects, because obviously objects carry specific frequencies. And again, people think of this as just being a pen or a piece of paper, but effectively they don't know the journey that the pen and paper took before they got to your desk. Mm -hmm. So they don't know what are the frequencies and energies they carry from the people that handled them before you and whether they're good for you or not. So it is really about, just considering the possibility that we can grow into a better version of ourselves tomorrow by allowing more information to come to us about that object, about that person, about that event, without, you know, without letting our mind sneak in and go, yes, I know it all. I already Mm -hmm. know it's like that. Don't tell me that I need to learn something better because unfortunately the ego and the mind, they tend to play a big part, a bigger part. Ideally, we should have both balanced the left and right side of the brain. But as we know, we're being pushed to think with a rational mind. And unfortunately, that's not always the best thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I, that's one of the things I like to do as well, is to look at the life in its totality and all of those dots along the path and mine those for clues and experiences of what we can be doing in, in the future. So I think it's really important that we look at all of that as well. Can we just go back to the part in your story where just things are starting to happen and you're going on a different path, but obviously you've still got the physical disability in your arm. What actually happens and changes for you to now move forward around that? So what happened was when I had that vision, when I saw my younger self and I started making sense of it, everything started switching around me. And I thought, I need to open myself up to something beyond the reality that I know. Because by then I had visited so many different experts and doctors and specialists, hematologists and you name it, Mm -hmm. in Harley Street. And for the people that don't know Harley Street, it's a very known center reputed to have the best specialists in London or in the country in some cases. And none of them actually could make sense of it. They all said, oh, did you, were you in an accident? Were you thrown off a bus or something? And I said, no. So they said, well, I'm really sorry, but they just saw me as, as one of the 
few thousand cases that had that special rare condition, but they couldn't make sense of it. They couldn't get to the root cause of it, which obviously added even more to the frustration because I thought, okay, if they don't know how I got here, how on earth can I possibly get to it? But when I had that vision, everything changed because I thought, okay, I know now that I got myself into this state. So as I got myself in this state, I can get out of it. There must be a way for me Mm -hmm. to get out of this state. And that's when I started searching on the internet and I came across some clairvoyance and they were doing a course in West London near me just a couple of weeks later. And I remember I picked up the phone and I said, I'm very interested in doing the course with you. And the person on the phone, who's now a very good friend of mine and someone who also trained me for a period of time said, you're one of us now. (laughs) Yeah. When you hear someone welcoming you so much, you feel, oh, there you go. This is my breakthrough. Yeah. And so I went to the course, obviously my head was filled with information. I came back even more confused than when I went in. And obviously they showed me different techniques because their sort of foundation for the course was that the physical body really is how you perceive your reality. So by changing your physical body, mm-hmm. your reality changes, inner and outer reality. And I thought, sounds really great in principle, but really how can that help me? <laughs> yeah. So I remember coming back with this large handout of exercises and the following Monday, I was still so much in pain because obviously my arm was badly swollen. I could hardly move it. And I thought, what the heck? I've got nothing to lose. I've spent the money for the course. I might as well try the exercises. And if it doesn't work, I can still go back to plan A, which is taking my own life. I've got nothing to lose. At that point, I felt I was completely lost. So I thought maybe this is the only way out. If not, it's been nice knowing you. So I tried the exercises and I didn't see anything for three or four days. And then towards the end of the week, I feel like my arm was getting lighter. I stopped having that sort of heavy feeling. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, coincidence, because again, I didn't believe in synchronicities. <laughs> you making things happen. Mm-hmm. I was still in that world where everything happens by happenstance. Yeah. <laughs> and then I tried the exercises again. And The following week, so this is about two weeks later, I did something that I hadn't done in months. I dropped something on the floor and picked it up with the right arm. And it was only a few hours later that I realized I had done. And I thought, oh my God. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to the Visualize You show. If you enjoyed this episode, then why not subscribe wherever you get your podcasts? And if you would like to be with a chance to win 12 months access to the Visualize and Thrive Business Club Lounge, then simply tag me and the show anywhere you like on your social media. Simply use the hashtag VisualizeYouShow. And if you catch my eye, then you could be sitting in the lounge next month. So until next time, remember to visualize you.